Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome, welcome, Sabbath morning. <laughs> Do you know what? This morning I was like playing with Rory and I was like, welcome, welcome, Sabbath morning. <laughs> and then I looked at him and he's like, because he's smiling and I go, but you're never going to hear that song ever again. So just erase what you just heard. That's it. <laughs> erase. Erase, erase. that from your memory. Whoops. Did not mean for that to come out. <laughs> That's just a little slip of my own brainwashing coming exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you will never have to memorize this or be brainwashed. So just erase that memory. It's oh, awesome. I know. Sarah and I just recorded a little Patreon video and in it, I I showed her a clip of this sharing time from primary. And oh, my goodness. <sighs> so triggering. I'm so glad that Rory will never have to experience that. Me, too. We were just like reminiscing on how we recognize everything in that video is like, oh, yep, that was us. That was us. Definitely. And I just kept thinking the whole time, like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that Rory will never have to to do any of this shit, like, to be subjected to this stuff. Like, subjected to it and then, like, have to have that with him for the rest of his life, like, oof. how we do. Yeah. Oof. We're just like, mm, great. This is living forever in our minds. <laughs> oh, God. And the songs, everything is so triggering. And I'm just like, no, Rory, you will not have to do that. I promise no. you. No. Good, good. Um, do you have any updates or announcements or anything to share for our opening <laughs> exercises? <laughs> for our opening exercises? Um, no, I don't think so. Nothing nothing on my end. I'm trying to think, but I don't think uh, I have anything exciting. Sorry, guys. I'm a bit boring today. No. <laughs> well, I don't have anything either. So let's just jump right in, shall we? Woo! Katie did the episode today, and I'm super excited. I have not a clue what she's going to be telling me. Not a clue. Not a clue. Well, today I want to talk about a book that is Ooh. named, or titled, rather, <laughs> View of the Hebrews. Have you heard of this book? No, I have not, but I'm instantly intrigued. What? Okay. Okay. View of the Hebrews is a book, obviously, written in 1823 by a man named Ethan Smith. Um, no relation to Joseph Smith. J-Dog. I was just going to ask that. Okay. And this was 1823, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, 1823. So, um, for reference, the Book of Mormon was written in 1830. Or, I'm sorry, translated and published. <laughs> So translated <laughs> by the word of God. By the word of God, I tell you. <laughs> by the hand of, by the finger of God. <laughs> by the finger of God. He just had that one delicate finger and he was just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. I'm going to write with this one little finger. Yeah. And then I'll, and then I'll illuminate this little stone for you, J-Dog. You can see what I meant that whole time. Isn't that great? I'll put um, my finger through that wrist. Sealable slash closable hole. Closable hole. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yes, this was written seven years before the Book of Mormon by Ethan Smith. And Ethan Smith was a minister in Vermont in a a town called Pulteney, Vermont. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Hmm. So uh, numerous commentators on Mormon history from even like general authorities. So LDS Church General Authority, B.H. Roberts, and also Fawn Brody, who was the, she wrote the biography about Joseph Smith. Oh, they, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have all noted similarities in the content of View of the Hebrews and the Book of Mormon. So Ooh, interesting. people have been like, wow, these books are super, super similar. So I wanted to share some of these similarities. Both were published in Vermont. So, Oh, I didn't know the Book of Mormon was published in Vermont. Yeah, the Book of Mormon was published in Windsor County, Vermont, and View of the Hebrews was published in Rutland County, which is just directly adjacent to Windsor County. So they're right, right next to each other. What? And okay. to, add, to add juiciness to this detail, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Cowdery, do you remember Oliver Cowdery? Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> no, that's Martin Harris. Oh, yeah, that's Martin Harris. Damn it. I always get them confused. Oliver Cowdery is the one that's like, pretty good looking oh so yeah <gasps> one of the book of mormon three witnesses and he's also so he was like with j-dog through and through like totally gung-ho about about the mormon church and the book of mormon uh, until he caught joseph smith um with fanny in the barn that's or, right okay and then he left right right well yeah and he was excommunicated, excommunicated. Because, yeah yeah so anyway, so Oliver Cowdery, who was like J-Dog's bestie, he mm-hmm. lived in Pulteney, Vermont, in mm-hmm. Rutland County, when View of the Hebrews was published. Not only that, he was a member of Ethan Smith's congregation during that time. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. How have I never heard of this? I always heard of the book that I think was written in England that's very similar to the Book of Mormon, but... So, okay. So in 1823, Oliver, Hottie Oliver, was Hottie li- Hottie Oliver <laughs> was living in Pulteney, Vermont, and was going to Ethan Smith's church, part of his congregation. And this was obviously before then he moved to New York and joined Joseph Smith, who was his distant cousin. So keep that in mind when we're covering the similarities like this direct link between Oliver Cowdery and view of the Hebrews shows that that J-Dog is pretty likely to have been aware of the contents of view yeah. of the Hebrews because <laughs> even if he wasn't like even if he didn't know of it maybe like Oliver talked about it and he just mm-hmm. talked about it enough that Joseph Smith could get as many ideas like takes you know take as many ideas from that book as possible and just write his own but make a few weird tweaks to it be like oh instead of andrew i'll say ammon that sounds legit (laughs) did you say andrew instead of andrew i'll say ammon (laughs) that sounds legit let's just go with it um (laughs) let's just make up gibbledygook names and And we'll just say they're legitimate ancestors to the indigenous people of America. Yes. Skippity goop <laughs> names that people now have in modern 21st century. The, the cities are fucking named after in Utah because of this garbledy gook that Joseph Smith just said while his head was in a hat. I cannot get over it. <laughs> I also just feel so 
bad for ex-Mormons who are named these Mormon names. Like, I would be like, fuck's sake. Like, I left the church, but I can't leave it alone because my name is a fucking Mormon name. Because my name is Nephi. Shit. (laughs) My name is Brigham. Oh, I know. Oh, God. I'm so sorry to our listeners if your name is Brigham. I mean, we still love you, but that sucks. That's that's a big suckage right there. right there uh all right so both of these books cover the destruction of israel of course Mm -hmm. they both describe hebrews leaving the old world for the new world via a long sea journey how convenient Mm -hmm. so they both think that they both claim that, that yeah, the, the ancestors of indigenous people are actually Hebrew <laughs> from what Jerusalem. What is it about this? Like, why? I mean, I guess that explains the title of the book. Of the Hebrews, yeah. Yeah, but like, what is it during this time that people are like, this? This is true. This will make legit sense if we have the Hebrews go over to the Americas, and that explains the Native Americans. What? I mean, like, racism. Yeah, other than racism, but, like, I just... I think it's a lot of, like, they're trying to understand something that they don't understand. Like, they don't... They didn't understand the Indigenous people, so they're trying to assign them a story that somehow makes sense to them in their biblical view of shit. I don't know. It's... Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they both claim that ancient Jews settled America... And are the ancestral origin of Native Americans. Um, <laughs> gross. Um, they both describe prophets who are spiritually gifted men who transmit generational records, which <laughs> is like the whole premise of the Book of Mormon is they're all carving on these fucking plates, you know? <laughs> and then they're all carrying them from like place to place for j-dog to eventually find buried in a hill no one else has ever found in you know (laughs) any type of historical sense and but j-dog found them of course of course of of course he did sarah because he was visited by moroni three (laughs) times and then he had to wait however many goddamn years (laughs) and then he found the plates but he didn't show anyone yeah no, nope, because yeah, that yeah. would have made life too simple. It was all about testing the fate. You weren't allowed to see it. You should just be faithful. You don't need to see the plates. You just need to be faithful. What's up with God, Mormon God especially, just being like, I'm just going to make everything hard for you. <laughs> I could make it really easy if I wanted, but I'm going to make it real difficult. And you just need to have faith. Like, I mean, you've said it a few times. He's a petty God, you know, and <laughs> I'd I like to say just, ugh, yeah. he's a petty bitch. <laughs> he's a petty. Honestly, HF is a petty bitch. Like he <laughs> just loves, loves stirring the pot, making life as difficult as possible. And then just being like, um, yeah, I'm going to make it even more difficult. Why not? I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make your life yeah. hard just because. Just because, and then I'm just going to give the truth to these very, very, very few people. Uh, The whole rest of the world can just fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of you, fuck off. If you're not making America great again, fuck off. Because it's all about America. (laughs) 
It is, though. God, ew. Okay. So both books contain a, a story of a man standing on a wall warning people, saying, quote, Woe, woe to this city, to this people, while subsequently being attacked. So in the Book of Mormon, this person is Samuel the Lamanite. I was just going to say that. Oh, my God, this is the same story. (laughs) The same story. So Samuel the Lamanite stood on the wall saying, woe, woe to this city. And then uh, so he also came to preach for many days, went on a wall, cried with a loud voice, preached the destruction of Nephites and had stones cast at him. And wasn't this like King Benjamin or something like that as well? Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my God, it's the same story. in the view of the Hebrews, um, the person who stands on the wall is named is the son of Ananus. They also apparently had a knack for gibbledygook names. Ananus. It just looks like Ananus. That's how it's spelled. Ananus. I'm going to say it that way the whole Ananus. Yes. <laughs> so the son of Ananus. <laughs> he, he stood on the wall saying, woe, woe to this city, this temple, and this people. He also came to preach for many days, went upon a wall, cried with a loud voice, preached the destruction of Jerusalem, and had stones cast at him. So the only difference is Samuel the Lamanite preached the destruction of the Nephites and Ananus (laughs) (laughs) preached the destruction of Jerusalem. But it's essentially the same story. It's it's the same thing. Like, come on. Like, Joseph Smith, he wasn't even creative enough to kind of tweak the story a little bit. Like, it's the same with just a few name changes even the direct quote of whoa whoa to this city like whoa whoa to this city i mean it's like he never understood how to plagiarize (laughs) at least if you're gonna do it try to make it not so obvious but then again we say that and you know we were mormons for a long time we didn't question it because we can't question it you and people i mean it. he was smart enough to make it a cult so that people wouldn't question his bullshit and never find out that it was just plagiarized exactly yeah like if you bring this up as a mormon they'll just say like where'd you hear about that that's probably an anti-mormon source and just don't trust it like yeah so speaking of plagiarism um, both, book, both books directly quote whole chapters of Isaiah from the Bible. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, they just straight up took, took things from Isaiah and just put them in their books. <laughs> wow. That is next level lazy as well. Like, again, you can't even try. I know. Come on. Wow. Change a couple of things here and there. Um, <laughs> and in both, uh, Messiah visits the Americas because, of course, it's again America centric. <laughs> because God, like Jesus, when he died, he was like, "Ooh, just gonna do a little detour, go to the Americas, you know, say hello, chill, oh, preach them, you know, preach them, because that's what they need. That's what they need." <laughs> that's always so funny to me because growing up Mormon, I just didn't. I did not question it. I was just like, oh, yes, of course. And then in doing this podcast, every time that you describe like <laughs> Mormon Jesus just teleporting over to America for a second, I just am like, oh, my God, it is so 
funny and stupid. I can't, <laughs> can't believe I believed that. Oh, my it's, I mean, I'm the same way where I'm just like, and I remember as a Mormon explaining it to people and thinking like, this makes sense. Like, it makes total sense. I'd be like, you know, well, when Christ, you know, ascended, there was like a few days before he went into heaven. And in that time, he went to America's and duh, that's how. <laughs> the book Mormon makes sense. Like, as if that makes sense to anyone else. Like, but I was like, oh, this is full. This is foolproof. This makes total sense. I can just imagine sweet little Sarah with, like, your big blue eyes describing this to your non-Mormon Christian friends and them just looking at you with, like, blank stares. Like, like what does Sarah believe about Jesus? I, I'm so confused. <laughs> You're like, yeah. He just decided to come over here real quick. Like, it the, makes uh, sense. <laughs> they're like, oh, bless you, Sarah. But they didn't want to say it to my face, but I wish they would have. In the meantime, you're judging them for watching rated R movies. <laughs> watching rated R movies and having alcohol in their home. That's uh, what I was judging. And drinking coffee. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Coffee. I'm crying. I just <laughs> love sweet little baby Mormon Sarah just, oh, <laughs> just picture it I um, can't say it enough the people who are friends with me who weren't Mormon <laughs> when I was Mormon bless your soul I don't know how you did it and I am continuously impressed that you were like you know she's she, she believes in some batshit crazy stuff but we're still gonna be friends with her <laughs> I know same for me I didn't have that many non-Mormon friends because of where I lived hashtag cult but for the people who, like, as I was leaving and I was deconstructing my beliefs and I was going through it and they <laughs> they just put up with me. I Oh, man, I'm crying. They just, okay. Yeah. Bless you guys. We love bless. you. Thank you. Hashtag blessed. Um, <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> okay. So in both books, the Hebrews, the, when they come to America, they divide into two classes, which are the civilized. There's a civilized one. And the barbarous ones. The oh, my God. So Nephites and Lamanites. Mm-hmm. And in both books, long wars break out between the two groups. So, oh, so like, literally, oh, my God, it is the same. I know. I know. Okay. So <clears throat> LDS general authority and scholar B.H. Roberts privately researched the link between the Book of Mormon and view of the Hebrews. Okay. Elder Elder Roberts' private research was meant only for the eyes of the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve and was never intended to be available to the public. So I think that they actually asked him to research this because he was a scholar and they were getting like all of these... um, you know, anti-Mormons coming out and being like, look, Joseph Smith just plagiarized from this. So they tasked this guy to be like, hey, will you look into this and and see what's up? Yeah. So it was supposed to be private. But however, his work was later published in 1985. <gasps> and based on his research, Elder B.H. Roberts came to the following conclusion on the view of the Hebrews. This is a quote from him. So this is from a believing, an apostle. TBM, who is an apostle. Yes. Okay. He said, did Ethan Smith's view of the Hebrews furnish, furnish structural material for Joseph Smith's Book of Mormon? 
it has been pointed out in these pages that there are many things in the former book that might well have suggested many things in the other. <gasps> not, a, not a few things, merely one or two or a half dozen, but many. And it is this fact of many things of similarity and the cumulative force of them that makes them so serious a menace to Joseph Smith's story of the Book of Mormon's origin. Oh my God. So he's admitting, like he, there's no he way of misconstruing uh, that, like, or misinterpreting uh -huh. it. He's admitting it. <gasps> I think he found, or at least uh, like the significant similarities were something like 18 very specific, like actual, actual, uh, almost like copies. I think it was 18 of them. And he was <sighs> like, uh, yeah, this is kind of a problem because View of the Hebrews was published seven years before. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm and not surprised, but like, yeah. The yeah. fact that that was supposed to be private says a lot, too. Like, mm -hmm. that it got leaked. Uh, Who was the prophet that time when he? Um. Let me see. LDS prophet 1985. <clears throat> was it? Um, it was Ezra Taft Benson. That's what I was thinking. Okay, I bet he was fuming. Ezra was like, "Motherfucker, <laughs> you to keep this quiet, and you did not." It leaked. Yeah, and it's just like you're creating problems for me. And I, I thought it was interesting how in his quote, he. He said, uh, did Ethan Smith's view of the Hebrews furnish structural material structural material for Joseph Smith's Book of Mormon? Like Not God's Book of Mormon. Right. Yeah. He oh. it, that to me implies that he knew it was all horseshit. Like Yeah, exactly. Now that's a good point. <gasps> Cause a faithful member would just be like, Oh, I don't know, blah blah blah. Maybe there's some similarities. But he was just like Nah, they're they're too close. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, no. There's there's similarities, and then there's like verbatim plagiarized. Like, it's the <laughs> yeah, same. Exactly. So, um, okay. So you know Fawn Brody. She's the yes, I referenced the one who her did the biography of Joseph Smith. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. She yeah, she's a historian. She wrote the biography of Joseph Smith called um No Man Knows My History, and. She, I believe, was excommunicated for that, even though it was just a completely accurate biography. There was nothing slanderous or whatever. I mean, the church thought it was slanderous because she told the truth. <laughs> of course, as they always do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so she believed that Joseph Smith's theory of the Jewish origin of the Native Americans came chiefly from view of the Hebrews. She wrote in 1945, quote, the striking parallelisms between the two books hardly leave a case for mere coincidence. <gasps> <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm baffled. Like once again, Katie, you have shown me something where I'm like, how did I not know this before? And it just cements the fact that this church is total bullshit. Everything. Everything. Is a it's lie. A, That's it's wild. Based on a lie and plagiarism. Yeah. <sighs> so all of this, it doesn't like, prove I guess definitely that the Book of Mormon was directly plagiarized from the view of the Hebrews but I think it kind of it kind of does but it's not like I guess in the court of law definitive proof but I think it it demonstrates that it most likely was plagiarized and it also shows that like 
the key elements of the story of the Book of Mormon, like the fact that Native Americans had, you know, he were were descended from Jewish, ancient Jewish people and all of that. Like, yeah, I think that um, it proves that like those ideas were already around and circulating. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If someone yeah. else had wrote this book at seven years before and also Oliver Cowdery was part of the guy's congregation who wrote this book. So it's like connections there, like instant yeah. feeding content where all Joseph Smith had to do was ask certain questions to get. Right. And it just shows that like, even if somehow, for whatever reason, maybe J-Dog didn't know about View of the Hebrews or didn't hear about it from Oliver Cowdery, which I think he did. But yeah. if he didn't. It, it only proves that like this isn't that unique of an idea because there's a whole other book written almost exactly the same. So that just yeah. shows that people this was kind of like in the consciousness of the people at that time. And a lots of Mormons are, you know, you'll, you'll hear in church like there's no way Joseph Smith could have just written this and come up with these things on its own. Well, look, this other guy did it. And <laughs> it's about yeah. nearly the same book. It's, it's like the same ideas. Exactly. Like you said, like we always get that one that like those comments of, well, you know, Joe Smith couldn't just have written this up on his own. Like it's too. No, it's just like impossible for him. And obviously not like it wasn't impossible because he just stole words from someone else. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stole and words. Like said these ideas were floating around like this wasn't anything new. Like it yeah. was already there. Yeah. For seven years prior. So. Yeah, he definitely could have got his hands on this or he could have just heard about it from Oliver or someone else. Or, you know, he just it was something that people told stories about. Like it was this general idea, I guess, this racist idea that um, Native American people came from Jerusalem and people were writing stories about it. And J-Dog was like, let me hop on that bandwagon and see if it takes off. And boy, did it ever. And it did. He's like, let me make some money. Let me see how I can change, tweak this story a bit, do a bit of, you know, PR marketing, present, get the right people in. Like he's, I have to hand it to him for a con man. He's pretty good. Like these other ones, like this book that was written that he, you know, basically just took most of his ideas from it didn't kick off into a major religion that I'm aware of, whereas obviously Mormonism did. So it did. I know. Good on yeah. you, J Dog, for being a corrupt but spartish uh, comment. I mean, he's a cult leader. Like he he did it to get money and power and um, underage brides, and it oh, worked. Man. <laughs> anyway, it's a bit of a shorter episode today, but I just wanted to cover that. I realized we hadn't covered that yet, and it's a big glaring red flag that the Mormon church is just a bunch of bullshit so <laughs> well I'm really glad that you cover that because once again Katie you have shown me something that I did not know existed another reason to believe or to know validate slash concrete make it concrete the fact that we've left this church like it's so fake I just can't <sighs> I can't believe I didn't know about this and it's like another thing when I have friends or like uh, when I meet new people and they always ask that same question, what made you leave? And I always talk about like all the CES letter and just like a whole bunch of the problematic things about the church, you know, racism, homophobia, like, you know, sexism, all of these things. But then I forget like the crucial things like this, like, oh, because I mean, all of those are crucial, but this is like, 
blatantly in your face. Like this church couldn't be more fake and made up, but we believe <laughs> this stuff literally like the book of Mormon. And then you no. find out that it was just these ideas were taking from another book or from ideas that were circulating around the time. And I know Mormonism just took off. Whereas the other ones did. I know exactly. Like I I'm with you. I feel like I need to remember this more when, when this comes up in conversation or whatever, because my my knee jerk reaction is the same as yours. Like when people yeah. say, "Why did you leave?" I re- I instinct instinctively go to the homophobia, all of that, the racism. But also in in line with all of that is that it's just all fake. It's like all I don't believe fake. it because it's made up. It's not real. And yes, I have problems with all those other things. But at you know that almost is kind of like it's just picking at it at that point because when it you just say that oh it's just all fake that kind of encompasses everything about it exactly. <laughs> and everything exactly stemmed from it um it and it's wild too to think that yeah these all these different books were written that were really similar to the book of mormon but the book of mormon took off j dog was the lucky one and now millions of people are affected by his con it's wild <laughs> i just can't i can't wrap my head and also the fact that you found that, you know, the church knew about this. They had an apostle look into it who confirmed, yeah, this is like really similar, like not just on one or two points, but a lot. And then you have, you know, what was her name? Von Brody. Von Brody, who also did the same thing. Like this isn't something that the church hasn't looked into. Like, again, it's out there. It's yeah, they know about it. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they don't want them. Yeah, and they don't want members to know about it because it's real. It looks real bad. Yeah. Wow. So anyone listening who is on the edge about whether or not to leave the church, I think this may be your sign. This is your sign from HF, who is a petty bitch and waited this long to give you the sign. <laughs> yep. He was like, "I'm gonna just let you suffer for as long as possible." But bam, here you go. Well, thanks for coming along that journey with me, friends. Oh. Uh, and Sarah. what a what a good one again, as usual. Katie, educating, blowing my mind, giving me oh. more proof that the church is just bullshit, <laughs> and more sadness that I stayed as long as I did. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're out now. I'm out now, and now I can just giggle and laugh at the fact that I used to believe in this. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, uh, you all have a great week, and we'll talk soon. Have a good one. Bye.